0: MGM tonight. Oh. Join us for live sweats oh!
1: Yes go,
0: 80, That was five. a big balls three minutes minutes to go, big, big balls, so balls up three now Instant reaction This
2: is an unbelievable thing for me to see My favorite team, my true favorite team Less mistress, more side piece
0: And maybe a few regrettable decisions
1: Oh, he's got bust written all over him it Goody can sucks Jordan Edison ran a 5.340 And he's Tristis height, I'd take him You know what you shouldn't have done? bet
2: on the wizards yep
0: now live from washington dc it's ryan horvath trista crick and nick Ashew.
2: well it's two of the three ryan horvath nick Ashew. we got Giannis walking into the arena right now ryan we've got ourselves a little bit of college football but here's the big thing the inaugural nba in-season tournament for the nba cup we're pretending it matters because damn it one day it's actually going to matter I cannot wait. Are you why punked? doesn't it wait? Why doesn't it matter uh, today, though? Uh, because it, there's no history, and it's a made-up tournament that isn't oh, okay. really actually anything. Okay, okay, but yeah. it will
1: one day matter. People yes. will eventually care. I think if you, listen, the players will care, you can
2: convince anybody to care about anything if you hype it up enough. They got the special courts. We got all the promos. LO Cool J's got a theme song for it, which is really just an LO Cool J song. Don't call uh, it a comeback. That's exactly even what though they it's use. the first year. he's right there, right yeah. there on ESPN. They've got the the, Luke, the trophy. John, is this at a I, neutral site or No, it's all in a, it's that all, would be kind of cool. It's not neutral until I think it's like the like the semifinals they do it in Vegas. Okay. So it's in like it's in uh, it's on everybody's home court, but they have special home courts. I will say this. <laughs> yeah. The the, uh, the cuz they the special courts that they made for this? Yeah. They look pretty good. They're pretty cool. I have to see it. Yeah, you'll see. You'll I see. Imagine
3: if they did like a Final Four theme where like they did it in like Cowboys Stadium and it had like, you know, 80,000 people I mean, there with the big yeah. court. Like, yeah. that. I think that to, would be kind of cool. You might be able to do that one yeah. day. I think yeah. a lot of
2: guys that played in the Final Four would love to do that. You can't do it now, yeah. but like in a few years, you can make this become a much bigger event. It's just going to take time. But like in the end, if it's something people can bet on, if it's something that people can watch and there's actual stars playing in it, which the NBA is very adamant about, it's going to work. It'll work enough. Again, people laughed at the play-in tournament. It's a lot of fun.
1: I like the play-in tournament because it's just the playoffs, man. Right. Like The Miami Heat went to the NBA Finals this year. They were in the play-in tournament. That yes. helps the play-in tournament right there, 100%. Right? You know what I mean? The Chicago Bulls That's the only time I get to watch them now in the playoffs. They get their one, two, maybe, (laughs) tops play-in-tournament game. We get to hang the banner, gave the heat hell, uh, only lost by three, actually had the lead with three minutes to go in that game. But, uh... You want to get me uh, interested in something? All I Mm -hmm. need is a little Quest love. All you need is a miracle? And a little LL Cool J. Don't call it a comeback, Mm -hmm. even though it's the first year. I actually like where I went with that. Speaking of LL Cool J, before we get to the bets, my favorite LL Cool J song uh, was actually a collab with Boys the Men, Hey Lover. Just want to throw that out there for uh, anybody driving around after the show. Maybe you uh, toss that on. Little, uh, hey lover maybe even during the break we'll do it maybe, I don't know maybe a little if you feel
2: lot. like it so there's the courts you see some of the pictures right now on I NBA TV I do like TV? those I do like those you got like the big stripe down the middle and then you got alternate logos I so think it would got- be cool East C, East B,
1: East A, West... Oh, yeah, just West I do. A, West B, West C. That do you have sense. anything in the NBA tonight or no? All right, so... Because um, I, I, got, don't, some, I but, got some props. But I, I want to, but I can't. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> why? I have 48 bets this weekend, and I'm not uh, BSing you guys. I have 48 bets combined on Saturday and Sunday. We're going to give them all out. We have college football. We have NFL. We got player props. I wanted to get down a little bit, but I um, have no available funds right now to get down. So... You gotta give out yours, and I will uh I'll tell you my one lean. It would All have right. been the Golden State Warriors. It went from five and a half to six and a half against the Oklahoma City Thunder. I like this thunder team, but I think the Warriors I think this is a good spot where they're gonna show up and they're going to at least win this one. Man, I don't know, though. Six and a half is a little out of control. Yeah, nothing in the NBA for me. What do you got? All right. Uh, One here
2: that I got is Tyus Jones over 18 and a half PRA. He's had 21, 23, and 25 the first three games before going under last game. But he's up against Kyle Lowry and Tyler Hero. They don't play defense. It, it's just a simp- It's it's a simple matchup there to begin with, and also the Wizards we know are going to get out and try and score oh, yeah. because they also don't play any defense. Tyus Jones is their lead guard. He's had a really good start to this year, taking advantage of the minutes. We saw what he did in Memphis when it was there. So I love Tyus Jones. It's a low number eight. If you can still get that eighteen and a half, take it because it's low compared to what he's done. Again, other than last game, and that was just one. So the matchup against Miami is big. Uh, I love Grant Williams over thirteen and a half points and rebounds. I actually put that in a parlay too. I took the over on Grant Williams threes. It's just one and a half. He just had seven last game. He's had I think he's had 4 in a couple of games as well. He's been he had 25 and 15 points over his last two games. So Grant Williams is kind of one of those sneaky guys right now for oh the yeah. Mavs. That's getting a lot of opportunity and taking full advantage of it. They love to just let him camp out on the three-point line. He goes out, he'll defend. They create extra possessions with turnovers there. So I actually have a four-leg parlay in that uh Tim game parlay in that Nuggets Mavs game. It's Grant Williams 13 plus points rebounds. Which is really low. Again, he had 25 points alone last game and 15 the game before that. Michael Porter Jr. over one and a half made threes. Dallas is in the bottom third of the NBA in three-point defense. They're not a good team defensively when it comes to the three. They're not really a good defensive team, period. Yeah. But they're definitely not a good team when it comes to defending the three. So Michael Porter Jr. has got a real opportunity there. I threw in the Grant Williams as well over one and a half uh threes. And then just because it's Jokic, forty five plus points, rebounds, and assists for him, that comes in. It's a plus three sixty, so it's not a huge one, but it's it's got the numbers are in a good spot here where you should feel comfortable. So that's one I that's probably one of my one of my favorites. I do have a little bit more of a crazy one. And this is going to be these are going to be you can bet them individually. I bet a couple individually. I also did them in another parlay. Uh Luka Doncic over seven and a half assists. I love that. Uh Vooch 12-plus rebounds. He's been a machine. He's been a monster rebounding, and the Nets are small right now. Yeah. Because Claxton's out. They don't really have a true center. And this is why, yep, I've been I've been fading the Nets uh, with player props because of that.
1: They're really small Vuc- right now. Vuce
2: is man. just going to clean the glass. DeAndre Ayton has not done a lot offensively, yeah. but he's been a rebounding machine, too. So I actually took the uh, over 24.5 points in rebounds because you got a lot of banged-up Blazers out there right now. So... At some point, DeAndre Ayton's going to have to get it going somewhat offensively. It's a numbers game with just who's healthy and who's going to be out there and get the opportunities. But the rebounds alone could get him to 15 or 16 to get to over that 24 and a half. Jalen Brunson, 25 plus points. I like that. Uh, and you're going up against, right now, your Milwaukee Bucks, my friend. They cannot defend. No, they 20, can't play any defense. That's why I kind of wanted to bet
1: them tonight because eventually they are going to get right yeah. here. But I don't know, man. Tibbs has these guys playing right now. And uh, the Knicks have been one of the best bets for me so far early on this I season. I have
2: absolutely loved what I've seen from the Same. Knicks. It's not overly flashy but they look like a team that's got a lot of
1: chemistry. I said they're going to they win a playoff series. I said that that would be like the third or fourth team. I kind of like New York a little bit more than I like Cleveland. Is that other team other than Boston Milwaukee? But yeah. Uh also Tyler
2: Hero over 24 and a half points. He's been absolutely cooking and who does he play? The Washington Wizards. Yeah, who plays helps. who plays less defense than the Milwaukee Bucks? Luke. The Washington oh, Wizards yeah. and Luke. Yeah. Actually, I think Luke may actually play more defense than our Wizards right now. I don't buddy. know, he's hung over today. Yeah, that's a late, got late night of, uh, last night. He, he got was at the Steelers game you're like 23 you well
3: have... i'm 2-0 on the season going to the games this year so there you go pretty good but actually it's kind of funny Uh-oh. i have an injury update that i have that i just found in okay. the nba um, no it's okay. actually the the guy that created facebook mark zuckerberg he uh tore his acl no. and now has to get surgery on it so they're delaying the fight that was supposed to be for next year no. so he's pulling out <laughs> yeah i, I think this is his way to back out he probably over faked musk it.
1: Yeah. Wow, I would have went the opposite way. I thought that he was can you believe uh,
3: that's like an injury update. like Dylan texted me about that, our video producer, and he, he got ACL? a He got like a D-ros? notification from
2: Bleach Report. I mean, it's wow. a real fight <laughs> that you can bet on, so yeah, yeah, that it's absolutely just... one. Wow. Uh, so the last leg of this, by the way, after Tyler Hero, Jalen Williams, J.A. Williams, not J.A.Y. Jalen Williams for the Thunder. Over four and a half assists. Shea Gilgis Alexander is out and they've yeah. taken Josh Giddy's assists and bumped it up, but they didn't touch Jalen Williams. And he's been getting, he's, that, that's, that's well within his range. They didn't touch that number at all. So I jumped in on that as opposed to Josh Giddy. All of that that I just said together, 40 to one. That's a forty to one parlay. So that's that's the fun long reach tonight for me in the NBA.
1: I like it. I'll cheer it on. I have one that I want to play. Luke, you should do me a quick favor here. You're not doing much right now. And uh, <laughs> run down the street. We'll time you. That's what I do with my son. I'm like, hey buddy, go get me a coors light, I'll time you. Uh free plug. Doesn't work. Way. Coors light. I don't even drink coors light. I just I kinda wanna you do just, business with them. Right? You know? They've always fun. made tremendous commercials, by the way. Yes, you know who else makes true. tremendous commercials? Who? The good, good folks over at Syracuse. I don't know that they really do. But what they do have is a uh, hurt quarterback tonight. And for whatever reason, this information just came out 23 minutes ago. Garrett Schrader is out tonight against Boston College. I kind of like Boston College regardless in this game. And uh, so the line moves a little bit. It's not a huge downgrade, but Boston College, one-and-a-half point dogs, even money on the money line in a game where the total is 48-and-a-half. Luke, run down the street, bet some BC for me. Syracuse, uh, since the start of conference play, I bet them the other night terrible mistake. Four straight games they've lost by a combined 150-34 to against the ACC opponents that they've seen here the last month. They're giving up at least 31 points in those games, and they haven't scored more than 14 in any of those losses. And uh, I think Boston College is just a bad matchup right now.
3: This has got to be the worst ACC matchup possible.
1: Seriously, like Boston College has won four straight games. Um, They're averaging 268 yards on the ground. Syracuse really can't stop the run. It seems a little fishy. This is still only one and a half without Schrader. Um, I like Boston College in this game. I don't have a personal play on it, though. That's that's my... Uh... Bit of wisdom tonight for the people. You going to dabble in any NBA, or are you going to
2: abstain with all your bets you've already got?
1: Yeah, I have to. Uh, I have to stay away tonight. Wow. But I would, I would lean Bucks to get okay. right at five and a half. All right. I would lean the Warriors. So that probably tells you I should stay away. Two favorites. What could go wrong? <laughs> and then um, I kind of like the Nets even without Claxton. This is more right now just the fade on the Chicago Bulls. Sure, I, I just don't like this Bulls team. I, I like Vooch. I actually think, do, uh, to be honest, like Vooch deserves
2: better. Um, I mean, listen, he's not a great defensive big man, but he's going to crash. He's, he's going to be a double-double. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, the other ones I was looking at tonight, I know they haven't won a game. I kind of like the Grizzlies' as three-and-a-half-point favorites over the Blazers. I think this is a good finally-get-right spot. Man, the Grizzlies. I thought they were going to be able to survive these first couple months without Ja. Um, no, it's bad, man. And Marcus Smart has not look good at all. Way too many turnovers mm-hmm. early on. That's That's been a bad product. Um, Talk about an upgrade for Boston having Drew Holiday. Fill
2: that defensive Seriously, spot man. and then actually add a guy that's consistent offensively, Seriously. too.
1: And then if I was able to um, come across any funds to get into my account right now, <laughs> the Mavs plus six and a half. I told everybody, I like this Mavs team. I know that people don't think Kyrie and Luke are going to uh, work out together. They are. You know why? Because Luke is going to be a top five player throughout his career, and he's too good not to go back to the playoffs and back-to-back seasons. It's as easy as that, man. Like, Luka's not missing the playoffs two years in a row. Kyrie didn't choose. I know it's about the money, but Kyrie has money. And I know people don't think he cares about the game. I think he does care about the game. Um, And I just I don't think he would have went back to a crappy situation. And even if, like, if they're in contention and there is a guy that's upset around the trade deadline, which there always is in the NBA, Mm -hmm. Mark Cuban is always aggressive, and he'll get deals done. So I'm excited for that game tonight, though, Mavs Nuggets, man.
2: Yeah, there's. I mean, there's, there's a lot of potential fireworks in that game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, offensively, it could be an absolute. Just and you've got Kyrie back on top of that too. Finally. I'm I, I'm convinced of this. A lot of teams were already resting stars. Guys have sat out to make sure they were ready for these first round of these games. The NBA, I'm sure, behind the scenes, compromised with uh, the coaching staff and the trainers or organizations. Just said, all right, look. You can sit him out the first couple of games, but you have to have your guys out there unless it's a legit injury yeah. for the first games of the of the in-season tournament. If you do, don't do do that, we got big problems. Yeah,
1: big, big problems. So Jamal Murray right now, a game-time decision. Jokic, a game-time decision. You I think, think that, they end
2: up playing? So Jokic is definitely going to. Jamal Murray It looks very likely that he's going to play. I was going to bet his props. He's actually struggled a little bit shooting to start the year. He's only averaging like 18 points a game. So I stayed away from that. Jok- I mean, Jokic, I bet Jokic props, so he yeah. better be out there. But, no, Jokic looks like he's good to go. That's sort of just one of those, you know, you're listing the injury, but they're going to be good. Jamal Murray would be maybe a little bit more of an issue, but it sounds like he's going to go, too.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, uh, Trista not with us tonight. She's on assignment. But she gave out a uh, prop last night, Shaden Sharp, without... Scoot Henderson. The only problem is Shaden Sharp right now, a game-time decision. So I don't know if he's going to play in that game. So uh, I don't know if I'll follow that advice. But Yeah, I probably would stay away if he's a game-time decision. We'll wait and see on that one. Excited to see what this looks like tonight, to be honest with you. The courts look good. That's like, all I can tell you right now. I do like right the now. courts. I got nothing and I like else that besides they're, that. I like they're doing some, that they're doing something a little bit different here. Yeah. So we'll see what it goes, uh, how it goes, how it goes. Hopefully it goes better than... Uh, Luke's hangovers going but He hey, seems better now I'm doing Why? phenomenal man Here's a take Kenny Pickett Quarter 1 through 3 One of the worst Starting quarterbacks In NFL history Qu- uh, Kenny Pickett Quarter 4 Is the GOAT Isn't that when it matters He's mm-hmm. the comeback GOAT He has What the kids call The clutch gene Doesn't he Although you know Who else Do does that, this year Who's that Zach Wilson yeah, I'd la- I think I'd rather have Kenny Pickett,
2: Oh, I would, too. Yeah. <laughs> not that there's a ton of upside with Kenny Pickett, but I would take the floor is higher than it is with Zach Wilson.
1: Do you think Kenny Pickett would be better with a better offensive line with more explosive playmakers? I mean, like we like Pickett, but he would. hasn't got going yet. And I get he's upset right now. He's pissed off. Maybe they should move him. Well, they can't now. The deadline's passed. I was going to say they should move him to Green Bay, <laughs> although the Packers <laughs> had the shot to draft him. They did not. I don't know, though. I feel like maybe with some better weapons he'd look a little bit better, or maybe in a better system because I'm not a big – nobody's a big Matt Canada guy. No, no, But I don't no. know, man. It's weird that the first three quarters he just can't complete a simple, you know, uh, hitch route screen pass, but then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter he's uh, he's like Andrew Luck.
2: It's this weird almost like he's got to settle into the game and it takes him half the game to settle in. Yeah. I, I don't know weird. what – Like It's very hard to describe, but when you watch it, that's
1: just what it feels like. I guess it's better than being like – you know, Joe Burrow quarters one through three and then being complete crap the fourth quarter, but you would like to see some consistency and maybe him yeah. with, I don't know, put together a full four quarters because the Steelers it's weird, but I kind of want to bet them right now to make the playoffs. You know they're making the playoffs because of Mike Tomlin. And then uh, I his think,
3: boat race in the wild card. Game. <laughs> well, yeah.
1: Most like likely. You never like know though. For
3: what? Six, seven
1: years? You never know. Mike Tomlin's a good coach and he's also number one on my power rankings. As far as guys I want to go to the club with. Bill Bender next. It's BetMGM tonight. He's number two.
0: It's time for our hosting trifecta to take a break. We'll be right back with more on BetMGM tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL.
4: No, and I um, I was talking to a couple of folks about this, and I think Drake may even with the loss, Drake may look better in that loss than Caleb looked in his his loss. And the big thing for me when I'm watching these games, and, and 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 I'm looking for advancement, right? I'm looking for development. Um, and I just I I don't see him getting better. I see him doing a lot of the same things, and. Now that teams have a bead on it, they're making him make mistakes. And now that he's making mistakes, there's frustration, and you can see it on the sidelines, and that's the whole deal. So when I look at him, I think May has an opportunity to push, but I also think Penix, a guy who I said should be the frontrunner for the Heisman, Penix has an opportunity to push as well. And so with Caleb Williams, we also have to go to the NFL, right? And so you got to look at what Lincoln Riley's done. And he's had Kyler Murray. I don't, I'm not giving him Jalen Hurts. I am gonna. I'm gonna leave Jalen Hurts at Alabama. I am. I'm gonna leave him at Alabama simply because there's no other Oklahoma quarterbacks that are squatting seven hundred pounds. That's Bama built. So I'm gonna go with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Baker Mayfield also as a top pick, and both of those guys, one's been around the league. He's already been around the block in Baker, and then the other one, his own team does not want him to play in Kyler Murray. So I think kind of the shines come off the apple with Lincoln Riley and. You watch him, how frustrated he's been getting over the course of these games and not being able to get stuff done. I just don't, when I watch Caleb Williams play, a lot of it is out of phase. A lot of it is out of the structure of an offense. And to be in the NFL, you've got to play within the offensive structure. Drake May plays within the structure of that offense. Do I love that offense? Not exactly. But he still plays within the structure of an offense. It's not all improv. And so I think that's the difference here. And yeah, there's going to be somebody, you know, whether it's like the Colts with Anthony Richardson, That are going to take a gamble on someone that's willing to play that that makes their best plays without with it outside of the structure of the offense, but I think Drake May is now becoming more of a Drake May and Michael Pynch are becoming more, um, they're bubbling up from everyone I talked to from an NFL standpoint because they play within the structure and they find ways to make plays. They know when guys are supposed to be open. They understand where the plays are made instead of everything else. They they can use the auxiliary, but at the end of the day, what we're seeing is teams want guys that can still play within the structure.
5: I think we need to set Mm -hmm. some parameters for roasting people for their bets. Because I'm not going to lie, last week's teaser was absolutely terrible. I don't think I hit a single leg in it, which is fine. And at the end of the day, it counts for one bet. So people are saying, oh, all of your takes were terrible. Listen, if you lose a parlay or a teaser by one leg or four, Mm -hmm. it does not matter. It counts the same but there is nothing worse than people who come on after the fact and say all of these picks were terrible well you have to say that before the game starts or else you just look like a monday morning quarterback because obviously anybody can come in after the game and say oh you should have picked this team so can we set some parameters for roasting people's picks i say if you don't roast somebody before the game starts you shouldn't be allowed to roast somebody at all
1: yes if you roast someone after the fact, you're a loser. You know why? Because anybody can do that. Anyone. Anyone can say, oh, I'll just wait and see how this plays out. And if you win, I won't say anything. But if you lose, I'll troll you. That's just, that's, that's lowbrow thinking. So, yeah, if you're going to call somebody out and say, I disagree with this pick, fine. Disagree before the fact. Don't do it afterwards. A child can do that.
5: Also, if you're going to provide generic fifth grade insults, I'm not going to mm-hmm. acknowledge you because it is one thing if you listen to my reasoning, you say, hey, I have a problem with your line of thinking. This is wrong. And I-
0: Now, back to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM.
2: Ryan Horvath, Nick Aschew. Uh, We got our first play-in-court reaction from Ryan here. Yeah, the know. Pacers and Cavs.
1: What would you say to describe the court the Pacers and Cavs are playing on right now? It's like, you know when um, you have to play in one of those all-day tournaments? If you play, like, <laughs> yeah. AAU or, yep. or, like, in grade school, and you have to go to, like, a field house, not even somebody's gym, and the floor sucks, the rims are always too tight, and there's, like, um there's just like a screen and there's another court and there's like another game going on. That's what that reminds me of. It's like multi-use. There's like volleyball there. They're doing like field hockey. I don't know that I like it, Nick. Maybe I'm old. Maybe I'm get off my lawn guy like Clint Eastwood. But um, it's very bright. Like it hurts my eyeballs. Yeah. So for anybody not watching it right now, which cool. I'm sure there's like I would like my aren't. sneakers to look like that when I go jogging at night. Maybe it's a it's a it's a. It's a kind of babyish
2: blue, Carolina blue almost floor with a yellow stripe going from baseline to baseline. And in the center, it's the trophy for the play-in tournament with Indy written across it in, I guess what you'd kind of describe as like Spongebob cartoon-drawn little kid letters. Yeah. I, I, that's, that's the best way to describe it. Now, I never said every court was good. I haven't seen this one. Uh, obviously, this is the first one we've seen on a big screen. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot for the animals. i I got to be honest with you. And the Pacers also have those uh, City Edition jerseys. All of them ugly, by the way. Yeah. Every single one of them that's new. There's some original, like, ones that have been there before. Those are okay. But, like, my God, <laughs> the, most of the Nike City Edition jerseys this year are so horrible. Stick with the ones that are good. We don't need new ones every single year. But I still like to play-in tournament. I'm with that, and I'm good. All right. Let's bring in Bill Bender, Sporting News. We don't have to talk about uh, courts, I promise, with you, buddy. We don't have to even think about what we're seeing right now in this Pacers-Cavs game. We do have to think about what's going on in Michigan, though. we got some breaking news, according to Dan Wetzel. Michigan has fired recruiting analyst Connor uh, Connor Stallions after this whole sign-stealing situation. What do you make of this latest development and really just the big picture of everything that's going on right now?
6: Well, I mean, this shows that obviously something which we've all seen for the last two weeks went on that wasn't right. And, uh, you know, it'll probably go to Jim Harbaugh next. And you're reading the reports that I think, and I've kind of stuck with this company line the last couple of days that, you know, I kind of believe that that's what's next is Jim Harbaugh may get a couple game games suspension and that will satisfy that for now. We all know how super speedy the NCA is and that may come over the summer. And, There you have it. That's the compromise. Now, is that enough for some people? Probably not, but that's probably what's going to happen. And if Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti decides to do something with Jim Harbaugh. But Connor Steins, I don't think any of us here, between the three of us, none of us are surprised by that, right?
1: No, no, Mm -hmm. not at all. Do you think this becomes a distraction or maybe Michigan? Because here's the thing. like, If Michigan runs the table and they beat Ohio State and if they beat Penn State, they're going to the college football playoff unless, you know, the committee steps in, unless there's a punishment. And like you said, I mean, if anything, it's probably going to be a suspension for Harbaugh, who might take off and leave for the National Football League anyway this summer. So what do you think ends up happening here with Michigan? Just just nothing at all? Maybe like, you know, just wait and see next year and they still get into the playoff if they run the table? Or maybe there is a punishment this year?
6: I think it's the, the first thing, you know, that maybe they – They could do it later, but unless... uh, Again, the NCAA, if they throw something at Michigan, Michigan has 90 days to receive. I I don't have a calendar in front of me. I think 90's (laughs) after January. Sorry, my head's spinning during the season. Sometimes Like, is that 90 days to January 11th? Right. Um, No, so I think they wouldn't face it there. I'm I'm with you guys on that. Um, And and there's no guarantee they win the Big Ten championship. They still got to go to Penn State. They still got to beat Ohio State. Now, you asked about a distraction. Yeah. They didn't look distracted against Michigan State. And I don't think they'll be distracted tomorrow night. I think it'll come down to, you know, a lot of buildup. And, man, that Ohio State-Michigan game is going to have a lot on the line for a lot of people.
2: Bill, if you had to make a prediction, is Jim Harbaugh back at Michigan next year, yes or no?
6: Yes. Yeah. Really? And I hmm. Because a couple reasons. One, I don't think the NFL's touching him. And... I think that if he does the suspension that might come from this and they sign an extension and they get through that part and he maintains what he said at the top where he said i had no direct knowledge or you know the plausible deniability phrases that we all watch all the lawyer shows um that i think he'll sign an extension and, and fight through it and stay and then part of that is you know where's the logical landing spot in the nfl we can link him to the Raiders or the Chargers or wherever, there's no guarantee. I I would have thought that an NFL team would have taken him by now. He hasn't coached in the NFL since 2014. That's a long time.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it has been a while. When you look at the college football rankings, obviously Ohio State has a really impressive schedule because they have the win over Penn State, they have the road win over Notre Dame. Do you have any issue, though, with Georgia number two? I mean, they've won back-to-back national championships, but they haven't really played anybody. Their schedule's about to get a little bit tougher, but do you have any issue, not only, I guess, with Georgia, too, but anybody in the top four uh, here the first uh, rankings?
6: Uh, buzz phrases, right? Like, so... Some- Ohio State's the ultimate resume team. They have the best resume. They have two big wins. I had no problem with them being number one with the Penn State win, the Notre Dame win, but they've won ugly at times, right? Yeah. Georgia. Georgia's the body of work team, yeah, and uh, they've, they've won all these games in a row. I think it's the best thing in the world for them, heading into Mizzou, that Kirby can tell them for three days that, hey, nobody believes in you. You guys are number two. Yep. you know We're the underdog now. <laughs> <laughs> it's It's ridiculous. And then Michigan, I mean, they demolished everybody they played. So I had really no problem had they put any one of those three teams number one. And then I actually think the committee, we never give people props for doing a good job. They stacked up that top 10 pretty good.
1: What do you think ends up happening if, you know, because Ohio State and Michigan, if both teams run the table until they meet, and let's say Michigan beats Ohio State in a really close game, 20 to 17? You know, I just, I wonder, you know, if if there's a one-loss Ohio State team because they are number one and because they do have the win over Notre Dame and Penn State and even some good road wins against Wisconsin and Purdue, um, you know, would a one-loss Ohio State team get into the college football playoff because of that resume? You know, if you have an undefeated Washington team or a one-loss Oregon team, a one-loss Texas team, that's just what I wonder, you know, is, is there a chance that that happens?
6: There is. I, yeah, if you lose that game, which want, somebody has to lose the Ohio State Michigan game, they, it would be a similar scenario to last year where they might need a little bit of help, but they got in last year because yeah. they, they would maybe need, depending on how Oregon and Washington do down the stretch, they would probably have to root for one of those teams. And then, depending on, you know, tomorrow, honestly, there's a scenario where, I mean, I kind of like Kansas State against Texas. And you know Oklahoma's stepping into hostile territory down there at Oklahoma State. And Ollie Gordon's been on fire with yep. 214 rushing yards a game the last four weeks. So the Big 12 could get eliminated tomorrow. And that's the type of thing you look at if, if you're the loser of that Ohio State-Michigan game. You want these other conferences to kind of cannibalize themselves.
1: Yeah, that's, that's what I've been saying, especially with the Big 12. I feel like they could be the team that gets screwed. Them or eight, maybe even Florida State. I mean, just because if you look at the rest of the top 25 rankings, you have what only uh, one other team from the ACC. you have Louisville uh, in the top 25 right now. I just worry about their strength of schedule. Even though they have the non-conference win over LSU, I think that um, that's why I kind of thought Florida State kind of got hosed. Maybe they should be two or three. What do you think about this Alabama LSU game? I feel like if LSU wins, Jaden Daniels becomes the front runner for Heisman. If Alabama wins, you know, and they could sneak into the SEC championship game with one loss. I, man, I kind of like them. They're getting right at the right time. Who do you like this weekend, though, Alabama LSU? with Alabama now a three-point favorite in that game.
6: What you're saying is we threw dirt on Alabama's grave a little early. Uh, I I think we all did, right? And uh, they could easily win this game tomorrow. They have the second-best pass efficiency defense in the SEC. It is Jaden Daniels' game. That's where the focus is. Uh, The last LSU quarterback that went down to Tuscaloosa and won was Joe Burrow, and he was magnificent. And if you look – and we have a story coming from Chrissy Freud over at Sporting News about, if you look at, your th- she was telling me, hey, Jaden Daniels' numbers are similar to Burroughs, and I was like, get out of here. And then I looked at him, and she's not wrong. So, I mean, yeah, if he wins that game tomorrow and plays well and does the things he did against the Crimson Tide last year, then there is a very good chance he would be the Heisman front runner on Monday.
2: Bill, let's look a little more at that game tomorrow, LSU-Alabama. And we obviously know what, what those games mean every year for those two teams, but there's certainly more on the line with Heisman and Alabama still trying to sneak their way into college football playoff, all those things. We look at an Alabama defense that is just, it's tough. It's tough to get through them. They're stingy. And then there's the LSU offense. Which one do you give the advantage to, the LSU offense or the Alabama defense?
6: I mean, strength on strength to the T, right? Yeah, yeah. LSU on the outside, I think the most fascinating part of that matchup to me is the uh, secondary versus the receivers. And I love watching good receivers, and LSU has them. Malik Nabors is awesome. Then you you look at Caleb Downs for Alabama, brother of Josh Downs. He's having such a great year. And how does Dallas Turner disrupt everything? Because where Jaden Daniels can get you, with his legs so are they going to spy Dallas Turner on him are they going to spy another linebacker on him and how does that pan out and those are kind of the games within the game of that that I'm looking forward to watch it's so weird that you mention that and then you go to the other side and Alabama's offense has struggled and LSU's had games where they can't tackle anybody um, that could be a shootout I'm kind of looking at that over that over could be uh, very enticing more
2: okay so that's exactly where I was going to go with you 61 and a half you would take the over on that then more comfortable there
6: Get in at 61. I'd be right on it because, like, the score that popped in my head was like 35 either way. And uh, they get up and down a little bit, and that might be a little the the higher the score gets. Obviously, this is an obvious point, but that's favoring LSU. If yeah. they can keep that around 28-24, you tell me the final score is 28-24, I'd say Alabama won.
1: Alright, I'm gonna give you a trick one then because I'm gonna to go to Iowa Northwestern, which I bet probably you, Bill, here. you probably thought I was gonna take you to the big matchups this weekend, but <laughs> instead we're going to Wrigley Field, where the totals actually came up a little bit and it's thirty and a half. Oh. Iowa's a five point favorite. Oh, Northwestern's been really impressive, especially on the defensive side of the ball after what happened with Pat Fitzgerald, obviously. Um a lot of people fading them coming into the season. They've won some big games. What would you do not only with the side who wins this game, but just with this total at thirty and a half? Is that too low? Or, you know, would you would you have to take the under here, even at thirty and a half between Iowa and Northwestern this week, Bill?
6: Well Northwestern scored a little bit. Yeah. I would lean towards the over because it's so low and so <laughs> tempting. And I know Iowa games are rock fights, I understand all that, but I mean, doesn't that feel at least like they can get to a twenty one seventeen for you? And uh having a dramatic finish. That Iowa defense is very good, and I've been impressed with Northwestern, all things considered. Braun has made a really good case to be the head coach for them next season.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I think what's going to end up happening is Brian, now that he's out, I think they should just go all trickery. Flea flickers, you know what (laughs) I mean? Like... Just wide receiver reverses, things we haven't seen in a while. What about Washington-USC? It seems so easy just to grab the Huskies. They're only three-point favorites. They haven't played really well since beating Oregon, though. Uh, a couple close games now, and the total in that one is 77.5. Who do you like there?
6: Well, well, this might be foolish, but I, I, I like the the Trojans in the Coliseum in a shootout. Same. I haven't been impressed with Washington the last two weeks. I think neither one of those teams can stop the run. And it's the opposite of Northwestern Iowa, where one or two plays can make the difference in that game. This one, it's anybody's game when you get to 40. And the way, and I think there's an extra layer in this game of Caleb Williams and the NFL draft, and Michael Penix is on the other sideline, and you know he's going to get talked about in the NFL draft. I just think USC's offense is going to be at best tomorrow. Defense, I don't know. So it really feels like 45 41, great game, highly entertaining frustrating if you like defense but they haven't played in the coliseum since 15 so i think usc could win that game tomorrow
2: what about florida state Pitt? i mean i know Pitt's terrible and i understand like we look at florida state and this is a team that's competing to get in the college football playoff but is there any chance here as i bring up the uh, the total in this game or the spread right now in this of course you got to go through every other florida but that yeah so florida state's still at minus 21 and a half comfortable they cover by three
6: touchdowns there I got. I got Pitt covering. I can't okay. believe I'm doing this. Wow, it's a it's a pride game for them, right? They're at home. They just got destroyed. Their offense is bad. Florida State looked rough on a couple road games. I know they looked good last week, and they got the running game going. But ACC sometimes it gets wacky. So I'm kind of comfortable with Pitt. And if I'm going to get that many points at home, weather's going to be cold. It's cold. I'm up in that part of the country by the way right now. It's it's pretty cold. Yeah. So. And, and I know Florida teams when they come up in the cold, it's weird for a minute so I'll, I'll give the Panthers the benefit of the doubt if they don't turn the ball over. It's so One impressive thing about the Seminoles, in, in the, SC, or the ACC play, six games they only had two turnovers uh, so they're they're really good at protecting the football, but that is a lot of points for a road game.
1: Uh, Bill, we got about thirty seconds. Missouri, Georgia, any chance Missouri gives them a fight or do you think now that Georgia's kind of stepping up in class and Kirby has the excuse, hey, we're not number one, they're disrespecting right. us. They're they're trying to say we're a seven win team. You think that uh Georgia rolls here?
6: I do, but I think the good chance for a backdoor cover. If they can protect Cook and he can get the ball off the burden a little bit and they run the football I think they cover that big number and make it respectable. This was a big statement game for Mizzou. I think they hang around for a little bit.
2: There you go, Bill Bender, Sporting News. Love talking to you, buddy. Thanks, so Thanks much, for Bill. coming
6: on. Hey, you guys are great. Thanks so much. Take care.
2: Have, has your opinion at all watching this change? Do you like the court a little more for the Pacers?
1: The only reason I continue to remember it's even on is because every time I look up I'm like oh what the hell is that <laughs> blinded by the light blinded by the light it's before your time Luke. dude a
3: Missouri backdoor cover that sounds uh, phenomenal I'm,
1: I'm on Georgia you're on Missouri I don't know I just feel like all Kirby this is what Kirby needed number two they're disrespecting yeah. us go out there and make a statement
2: what could the ceiling be for Victor Wembanyama and how much could the prop market balloon this season for him we'll look at that next bet MGM the night
0: We'll be right back in just a few. Head over to BetMGM to place a better three. This is BetMGM tonight, presented by BetMGM.
5: I think you need to consider this other than just somebody simply commenting, wrong. Like, that's the worst. (laughs) Like, you can't even argue with these people because I will follow up and say, okay, what exactly about my handicap do you disagree with specifically? And they never have an answer. And then they just follow up, see, you were wrong. I'm like, okay, well, if you can't tell me why I was wrong, then like you don't have any grounds for insult. And also another thing, if you don't have your picture as your profile picture, and if you don't use your name Uh, as your profile name, you can't insult anybody for anything. It's very easy to hate from the sidelines. If you don't put your name to it, Mm -hmm. sit down. If you missed any
0: of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.
7: one thing that I would have is just like how this experience is going to start coming more and more to the forefront of our lives, like your life and my life and like Tyler's life and Jake's life and Alex's life and downtown Mike Brown's life and your life, the person listening and watching this right now, where I have a three-team parlay last night in the National, among other bets, right? And my parlay is going to be closed out by the Colorado Avalanche. We're playing on the road at the Seattle Kraken. Now, I get into bed and, like, attempt to fall asleep last night. At the end of the first period, the Kraken are up one nothing on a goal by my guy, Yamamoto, scores. And the Kraken take a one nothing lead uh, against the Avalanche at the end of the first. And I fall asleep. And I wake up maybe around like 1.40, and I know because the first thing I did when I, when I woke up was look at my phone, see what time it is, and immediately go to NHL Goals and to check my score app to see what the final score of the game was. And I saw that the Avalanche had come back to win the game 4-1, which meant I had won my parlay, put my phone down, and tried to go back to sleep. So we're officially in, like, that part of the calendar here. If you're on the East Coast especially, where, hey, like, you're betting West Coast games, you might not be able to stay up, and then you wake up in the middle of the night for whatever reason. You just wake up, you gotta, maybe there's a noise, you got to go to the bathroom, whatever it is. You got to wait till the morning to find out if you won your bet? Of course not. You're picking up the phone and you're checking. So I had yet another one of those last night, and the NBA starts next week. So, I mean, we are big time here now, Ken, in this season. In, like, middle of the night, check my phone to see if I won my bet season. And I absolutely love it. (laughs)
5: Jenks if you could have one brand uh, sponsor you what do you think that brand would be
0: we're back with bet MGM tonight on the BetQL network presented by bet MGM
2: Ryan Horvath Nick Ashew, we got a 37 27 lead for the Pacers playing tournament game going on or playing, God, in-season tournament game. I'll get it right eventually. We got two more Damn. starting soon. Wizards, Heat, Knicks, I uh, Got Mavs, Nuggets a little bit later. Last night, though, man, watching Victor Wembenyama put up a career-high 38 points with 10 rebounds and a, you know, a couple of blocks and just look like a seasoned veteran against the Suns team that the Spurs just had a comeback win over recently. Yep. What makes him so amazing, it's not just... I mean, there's a million things. But it's not just the size mixed with the skill set and the fact that he looks like he was stretched out seven inches taller than he was supposed to be, like a melted cheese stick. Yeah. It's the fact that this kid plays like he fears nothing in the fourth quarter. He's one of the most
1: clutch players in the NBA, it feels like, already. And he's played four games. Yeah, four games already. The sample size, small, but um, so fun, right? And, I mean, like you said, he looks like a created player. You turn on the game... And like all these guys, like NBA players, like all these guys are big. I mean, you watch Giannis, his shoulders are bigger than my head. He jumps off your screen, but not quite like Wemby. And then you look at the skill set, you look at the handles, he could shoot the rock, and he's only going to get better. That's the scary thing, because like you said, career high last night, and I like that he's been playing big in some of these bigger games, and I know the Suns haven't been at full strength yet mm-hmm. uh, with their big three. I don't think that happens all regular season. Maybe they're just no. holding them off until the playoffs. If, I just set, if Run I just DNP. Said,
2: if I set the if
1: I set the total of seven and a half games that the
2: Suns' big three <laughs> plays together, would you take the over or the under? Under. Yeah. Under. Run, yeah. run, I yeah, feel like that too. They're,
1: they're the new run DNP, but when <laughs> Wemby is so fun, man, and um, I want them to stay competitive, not only for like betting purposes and just watching him, because then you can't shut him down. Because my concern was like the Spurs are going to be a dumpster fire. The first half of the season, they're one of those teams that's maybe like competitive in the first half then falls apart in the third, fourth quarter of these games because they just don't have enough yet. But no, man, I mean, I could see them winning like 30 to 32 games. And uh, I mean, Wemby's camp came out before the season like, hey, even if this team struggles, we're playing. You yeah. know, the majority of these games, yeah. as long as we're healthy. And that's what I want to see because, you know, there's, um, it's rare that we see something like this. You know, it's like LeBron James, like a for sure can't miss prospect where you know he's going number one years before he's even able to enter the draft. Yes. You know, and it's pretty remarkable what LeBron's been able to do, not only on the floor, but off the floor because all eyeballs have been on him since he's been 16, 17 years old. And Wemby kind of the same thing. Big shoes to fill here. But I keep telling my son, Nathan, I'm like, hey, because he's 10 years old. I'm like, this is Daddy had uh, Jordan, you know. We had LeBron. Now this is going to be your guy here for the next 10, 15 years. So you should watch him. Yeah. And uh, your guy's a lot different than ours. I mean, LeBron. Even LeBron, when he came into the league, me and my dad would always have these conversations. How do you defend him? He's a linebacker. He's a tight end. He's six eight, six You're, foot nine, two charge. <laughs> right. He's got handles. He could shoot the rock. He's got great court vision. Wemby's on a whole nother level. Like I don't know if they're going to have to change some rules here. Because imagine when he puts together the full package. What is that number? What, what are like? What are his box scores going to look like? Is he going to be like a 30-20 guy And with that's why I'm blocks? so
2: curious to see what his props look like moving forward, right? Because yeah. for a while he went from one and a half to two and a half to three and a half turnovers. And he was turning yeah. the ball over like crazy. But another thing to give him credit for, just two turnovers last night. Yeah, I, I mean, you're going to watch improvement as the season goes on. You're going to see the points go up. You're going to see rebounds, blocks. Everything's going to continue to go up. It's going to get bet up game after game after game. But i got to be honest with you. I won't bet unders. I'll either stay away or I'll take overs. Because to me, somebody like that that can go off in any game, I don't bet unders on stars. I just won't do it. Because there's too many opportunities. Even if they're struggling shooting, it doesn't matter. Because you know what they have the ability to do. Any given night... If they're in a shooting slump, they could shoot themselves out of that slump. I oh, yeah. wouldn't I wouldn't touch any unders, but you just keep going over with them. I mean, 38 points, if it's sitting around 17, 18, even 19 and a half points, all you got to do at that point is look at the matchups. What is that team defensively? What type of bigs do they have? Do you have bigs that can step out and defend the perimeter and Is that team a good three-point defensive team? Those are the types of things that will determine whether you take the over on his points because he will have some bad shooting nights. It will happen. It happens with everybody. Kevin Durant barely shot 40% from the field his rookie year. Right. He did just fine.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And this is why, like, when the price came down to even money, and even, like, what, minus 135 for Wemby to win Rookie of the Year, I was like, you have to do it here because— In this year's class, don't get me wrong. Chet's a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and obviously he's considered a rookie. And that OKC team's a lot of fun, and they're playing in some big prime time games. You know, some big standalone spots, some nationally televised games. I guess that's the way that's what we say in the NBA. So they're going to have all eyeballs on them. You know, you have Scoot. Yeah, Brandon Miller's been pretty good here early on, but like Wemby, I didn't know. The only concern I had was, is he going to be like an eleven point six rebound, yeah. three block guy? Not the sexy stats, but no man, like the Spurs. They're going to go to him, and he has the confidence. Like, you see this when they're playing. Again, you know, the Suns aren't at full strength, but you see it. He's like going at KD. He's taking some big shots, scoring over 30 points in a big game, taking the big fourth quarter shots. So, no, I mean, like, I love that bet still. Uh, I think he's going to be rookie of the year. The only thing, the only way I should say he doesn't win that award, in my opinion, is he gets hurt. They also have other guys that can go and fill major roles for this
2: team that are a, a distraction in some ways for defenses, right? Yeah. I mean, you've got somebody like Keldon Johnson, didn't have a great game last night, 7-6-6. Six, and six. Or, sorry, 7, you know, whatever, 7 points. He only had 7 points. That's what matters the most. 7 rebounds, 6 assists, though. But Keldon Johnson's actually been great for the most part this year when you look at his PRA. But even uh, Devin Vassell, like, 17 points again last night. He can go out there, he can get you buckets. And defenses are going to have to start respecting them more, but they're always going to be focused on Wemby first. So that's where you continue in the props market to hammer Keldon Johnson and Devin Vassell. And I hate giving this out because people are going to start doing it and betting that thing up, and it's going to be less of a secret now. But the reality of it is the Spurs have more than just Victor Weminyama, but Wemby is still the guy, right? We know that. And if you look back on the history of the NBA, it's like it feels like once a decade or so, you get that game-altering player. You go back and you obviously had Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. You really had two at that point. They they changed the NBA forever in a league that was really on life support. I mean, tape-delayed NBA Finals. It's hard to believe that the league was in that position. Now we've got multiple championships that you can win in the NBA with an in-season tournament going on right now. Yeah. So you had them. Then you had Michael Jordan, obviously. He goes through really, you know, the 90s was his era. Then the 2000s, that was Shaq. Shaq changed the game in his own way, so physically dominant. But in his prime, could get up the floor and run a little bit. I would always still say he's not the most skilled big man we've ever had in the NBA, but he's the most physically imposing big man that we've ever had in the NBA. But then after Shaq, you really go LeBron, and then you go Steph. Because Steph changed the game in a way that nobody could shoot the way that he did. The offense that the the Warriors created that nobody else was able to do, but everybody tried to copy. And now you go from LeBron at the tail end of his career, Steph not quite there, but obviously on the back end of his career, in comes Victor Wembanyama, the next generational change the game player, where the NBA is going to look different. There will be other teams trying to find ways yeah. to replicate this player in some way. You're going to see the body type and say, if we can only turn him into Victor, it's not going to happen. But somebody's going to try.
1: Well, and the, and the great thing for him, like as far as marketing and him winning Rookie of the Year, right? Is even if Chet or Brandon Miller or Scoot have comparable numbers. He's just you watch him man and he jumps off the screen because he's seven foot four. Right. You know, he's nineteen years old, only he's seven foot four. He's not the strongest guy yet. He's gonna add some muscle, we think. But like you go back and, and, and that's what makes him so special is he's uh he's viral. You know what I mean? Like when Yao Ming came into the league, we all wanted to see it. Um, you know, I mean even when Jeremy Lin had that little run, we were all watching oh, it, you yeah. know, and it was viral. We were all watching the sports center yes. moments and it was fun. You know what I mean? Like not that um Derrick Rose when he was the youngest MVP. Not that that wasn't fun, his dunks and stuff, like he was explosive. But I mean like even Steph Curry, I guess Steph's a little bit different cuz he kind of changed the way that the game's played. Now it's, you know, revolved around mm-hmm. the three a little bit more. He just pulls up from half court pretty much. You weren't able to do that back in the day. That was considered a bad shot. But Wemby like we don't see this a whole lot. Shaq's a good example cuz like when Shaq came into the league, I had to watch every game because I would think or I, I would be like, hey, Dad, is he going to break the backboard tonight? Remember when that was a thing and <laughs> yeah. he would just rip the glass yeah. down? There'd be a 90-minute delay. We don't get that anymore, obviously. But uh, that's what Wemby is. He's can't-miss, must-see appointment television because he's like a genetic freak out there. He's so some, player. somewhere in the world, there's a 10-year-old that will be the next generational. Maybe Nathan, maybe your son. That's the problem, but like, you could watch, <laughs> like if you're playing in your driveway, you could be like, Daddy, I want to be Steph Curry. And as a dad, you could be like, Work on your jumper, and you Mm -hmm. can't be Steph Curry. He's not the biggest guy. You can't be like, hey, Daddy, I want to be LeBron James, unless you're 6'9", 265 pounds. (laughs) I want to be LeBron James, too. But in hoops, yeah, you could be like a traditional point guard. You could be a good jump shooter. But nobody, you can't just buy the Wemby jersey and be like, I want to be Wemby, because I got bad news for you, son. You're not going to be 7'4". Your mom and your grandfather (laughs) and your grandparents ruined that for you. Your grandpa's 5'6". It's, you not, know, it's not coming home. you got to get them those... Uh, Bad genetics. you got to get
2: them those uh, those boots that you can hang on, like the door frame, that you can hang and stretch the spine. Start People them are, out. like stretching
1: themselves out yeah. nowadays. That's yeah. what I mean. Like you like just a got... Black Mirror episode just waiting to happen. Oh, God. By
2: the way, the last Come season... Come home,
1: my son's just like George Maris. Latest, latest
2: season of Black Mirror. Not very good. Very no. disappointing. No, it was disappointing. Very disappointing. They it had was. a lot of content in this world, and they decided to just not do uh, anything that had anything to do with it. Do you think the Spurs are... So their win total coming into the season was 28.5. I think they're a 37 something win team, but I feel like it's the low 30s, 32, 33, kind of around there. I feel like the peak, the 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 highest that they could go is right around 35, because you're still yeah. playing in a deep Western conference. You are going to at least have teams find ways to take some of those guys out of a game, even if it's not Victor Wembanyama because it's an insanely difficult. The one way that you can make his life miserable, though, is playing physical with him. Kick
1: like, him in the junk. That's well, you could do that, but that's a well, foul, I'd do. and that gets you suspended. That's what with Draymond I teach Nate, I'm like, hey, you know what? I, you always square up, but if somebody's seven foot four, you kick him in the junk and, and you run. <laughs> but no, go on. Sorry, <laughs> that's. I'm honestly just trying to picture your son kicking pull Victor Wembanyama in the him. groin. That's the yeah. one thing I would do. I would play him with one elbow. Yep, and then I would just, you pull the chair. Yep, just pull the chair. and Just watch I, him fall on his ass. I have noticed,
2: it. and I think it was when they were playing the Mavs to start the year. And you had um, Grant Williams, who obviously is a is built like a. De- he's a big dude. I mean, he's, I mean for a, you know, not con- not Wemby, he's, but he's but like he, a football player, but he's out strong. There. He's built like a defensive tackle. So he, I watched uh, Grant Williams come out, kind of, it was like you know, right on the elbow, about fifteen feet or so from the the basket. Yeah, Wemby's got the ball, and he, you, you've got Grant Williams just sitting there D'ing him up, and he's just putting his chest into him. Wemby couldn't move. No. Couldn't no, go he anywhere. You saw that a couple times, yeah. That's the only way that you can make life difficult for yep. Victor Weminyama is you have to play physical. The problem is you're going to have some guys that are going to get in foul trouble trying to do it. So there, you may see bigs in the NBA get more minutes just against the Spurs just to go out there and do that and collect some fouls.
1: This is where I miss when the league wasn't so soft, guys actually going I would love to see Wemby have to go against Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce. Remember when they had LeBron in tears, his mom had to come on the floor? Oh, man, like, I They would about bully that. you. But I can't help but watch the Spurs and think they did it again. Pop did it again. I'm going to die. I'm going to be like in the retirement home. Pop's going to be 350 years old coaching <laughs> the next big thing. You know what I mean? Like they hit with Duncan. They had the Twin Towers. They won championships. I just look at this and they're, they're doing it again, man. And it makes me really jealous as a Bulls fan because, yeah, we had nice things 25 years ago. Why can't we have them again like the Spurs? Well, this was kind of a no-brainer
2: to say the least. So uh, Ryan Fowler up next. It's BetMGM the night.
0: Tristan, Nick, and Ryan are taking a break to catch up on their bets. Don't go anywhere. There's plenty more on BetMGM Tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL.